Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into Dark Phoenix in today's statistics episode. We reap the wind and the sky when the sun is high. We sail the length of the seas on the ocean breeze. At night we name every star. We know where we are. We know who we are, who we are. Dark Phoenix, the last movie in the fox x-men franchise uh is out came out this past weekend and did very poorly uh financially and otherwise critically it just it landed so poorly it it did so little it's going to lose so much money and uh you can't help but wonder how much of that is due to just waiting for disney to get a hold of these characters and you know, use them for good rather than evil, in a sense. Um, so there's that. That that is definitely at play here. Uh, I've seen all the X Men movies. I want to go back and rewatch some of them, uh, especially. I mean, maybe all of them. Maybe I'll skip the Wolverine movies. I don't know, but I think. I don't know. I, I, I it's been a while since I've seen you know the first three films, and. I, I think I, I they they deserve a second watch just because I think my ratings for them are not quite where I want them to be, but I don't remember them well enough to to make any make any adjustments. So I'll probably do that at some point. I don't think I'll ever rewatch Dark Phoenix because I think it's garbage. Um, so let's uh, but let's get into it. Dark Phoenix, 2019 film. Um, why is this? Not working. I don't know. Uh, Dark Phoenix. Show me. I saw it on June 7th. So about four days ago as of recording this. Five days ago of when this will be released. And uh, I gave... It's about an hour and 44 minutes. It's fairly short, honestly. Uh, and I guess that's to its credit. Less suckage, but... It's still it's still real bad. I gave it a 15. It has a 22% on Rotten Tomatoes the last time I looked, which ranks it 84th uh, in 2019 and 7,022nd overall out of uh, 7,714 current films on my spreadsheet. It is a three on the Bechdel test. Uh, many female characters. Uh, you've got Storm. You've got Raven. Uh, you have um, Jean herself. Uh, you have Je- whatever Jessica Chastain is. So, number of female characters. They do talk about non-male things. They talk about power. They talk about saving Jean Grey and things like that. So, does pass the Bechdel test. PG-13 film. It is the 995th action movie. The 946th adventure movie. The 638th science fiction movie it is the 12th film in the x-men franchise is that right am i missing deadpool 2 or is it just not in the list it is the 12th film in the in the the x-men franchise and comes in as the last one um right above it is x-men apocalypse which i don't know if that's actually better or not Again, one of the reasons why I want to go back and check it out. I gave X-Men Apocalypse a 26. 
Dark Phoenix has a 15. Um, yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, da, 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 da. My brief synopsis of the film. Incredible powers turn a mutant into a dangerous weapon, which, you know, could be used as the, re- as the synopsis for most of them, most of the X-Men movies. So it's not quite uh, all-encompassing, but I think, I, I think these movies just kind of need a new shtick. I just don't know what that would be. All right, let's go to the director. Let's go to the director. Simon Kinberg. This is the first directing credit of his I've seen. He has an average rating of 15, film between 0 and 24, a value of negative 2, a score of 3, and he is ranked 3,642nd overall, one spot behind... Nope, he's ranked 3,619th overall, tied with a bunch of people, one spot behind Charles Stone III, who directed Uncle Drew and Mr. 3000, and one spot ahead of Rob Bowman, who directed Electra. <clears throat> the direction of this film uh, isn't particularly noteworthy. I think it it suffers just because it, it's it's not dynamic, it's not interesting, it's not very involved. Uh, but I think that also speaks to just some of the performances. You know, he was not able to get energetic performances out of Jennifer Lawrence, out of uh, most of this cast, and it's a pretty strong cast, all things considered, but none of them are really there to, to perform. You know, Jessica Chastain is a phenomenal actor, and you wouldn't know it watching Dark Phoenix. <clears throat> you would not know it. But the writing team. Let's go over to the writing team. Also, Simon Kinberg. This is the seventh writing credit of his I've seen. It drops his average writing credit to a 27.14. It is his third film, rated between 0 and 24, and fifth best movie overall, coming in behind X-Men Apocalypse and ahead of Fantastic Four, the newer version. Uh, He has a value of negative 8, a score of 13.11, and is ranked 5,749th overall. One spot behind Evan Darty, who is a writer on Divergent, Tomb Raider, Snow White and the Huntsman, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. One spot ahead of a bunch of people, including... Um, let's go with... Let's go with David Fallon, who wrote Sneakers. It's a good one. Uh, you've also got three other writer writing credits that is only that are all first times for me, uh, including David Cockrum, Chris Claremont, and John Byrne. Average rating 15, one film between 0 and 24, Dark Phoenix, best film, worst film, value negative 2, score 3, ranked 7,469th overall. And, um, yeah, but also tied with a bunch of people. They are one spot behind Sheldon Ledich, who wrote Bloodsport and Rambo 3. And they're one spot ahead of Dean Craig, writer of Moonwalkers and A Few Best Men. Uh, so the writing. Writing in this movie. Ooh, boy. Uh, one of the worst action sequences, uh, trying to get across the road. It's uh, about midway through the movie. That is really poorly written. Uh, a lot of the powers and explanation and um, just just exposition throughout the film is clunky uh 
character a character is killed very early in the movie, uh, which absolutely is expressed in a sense that it looks like that person just did not want to be in this movie. So there's that. Um, just the story itself, like we've had a Dark Phoenix storyline before in X-Men The Last Stand. I think that movie isn't good either, but I think it does a lot, it pays a lot more respect to the character of Jean Grey than this one does. Um, everything involving Jessica Chastain was nonsensical, and about 10 dozen plot points in this movie are exactly the same as they were in Captain Marvel. So, a lot of problems. A lot of problems from the writing. I know they went back and tried to reshoot the ending, and I guess they did, but, um, yeah. It's still, it, I mean, the movie still feels almost identical to Captain Marvel to me. Actors. Here we go. Big names. Big names. Start out with James McAvoy. This is the 28th film credit of his I've seen. It drops his average film range to a 58.89. It is his third film, rated between 0 and 24, and 26th best movie overall, coming in behind X-Men Apocalypse and ahead of Submergence. He has a value of 7.5, a score of set of 62.47, and is ranked 311th overall, one spot behind Olivia de Havilland, and one spot ahead of Jessica Harper. He plays... Charles Xavier, Professor X. Uh, I mean, I guess McAvoy's always decent in these movies. Uh, this definitely feels like a step down for him, though. As, I, like, I guess my frustration with some of these movies, and, and especially how their longevity plays out, is that these movies are always about Professor X and Magneto. That's all they're ever about. And so all the other characters, except Wolverine kind of get shafted every single movie. Speaking of, uh, Michael Fassbender. Next up, this is the 35th film of his I've seen. It drops his average film rating to a 57.57. It's his ninth or uh, fourth film, rated between 0 and 24, and 32nd best movie overall, coming in behind X-Men Apocalypse and ahead of The Counselor. He has a value of 5, a score of 59.46, and is ranked 479th overall, one spot behind Shirley Henderson, one spot, ascent, one spot ahead of Javier Bardem. Playing Magneto. Uh, he always gives his all in these movies. Uh, I mean, he's Michael Fassbender. Um, but, I don't know, he, he's just... Uh, uh, he has no, like, emotional story, dramatic storyline in this movie. You know, he has a connection to Raven. They try to play on that, and I don't feel like it lands. Um, and his character does, like, an about-face. Um, like, at the, toward, like, in the third act. So, writing, so good. Jessica Chastain. This is her 31st film credit I've seen. It drops her average film range to a 57.87. It's her fifth film rate between 0 and 24 and 30th. 30th best movie overall. Coming in behind Mama and ahead of The Huntsman, colon, Winter's War. She has a value of 3.5, a score of 57.86, and is ranked 580th overall. Tied. Tied with Gary Oldman. One spot behind Al Roker. Al Roker. One spot ahead of Dave Foley. Uh, she plays sort of the villain. Um, there's this shape-shifting race of aliens that are in, 
appear on Earth, Captain Marvel, uh, and she is one of them. Well, kind of. She starts out as a human uh, and then is becomes one of these alien things. That's it. That's all she does. Next up is Cody Smith McPhee. This is the 13th film credit of his I've seen. It drops his average film rating to a 58.38. It's his only film rated between 0 and 24 and worst film overall, coming in behind the Congress. Uh, he has a value of 3, a score of 53.6, and is ranked 922nd overall, tied with Jason Marsden and Billy Lord. One spot behind John Sherian, one spot ahead of Chris Ellis. Cody Smith McPhee uh, reprising his role as Nightcrawler, who actually gets a decent amount to do from an uh, an abilities perspective, but I don't know. I mean, he's just he's just a tool, which is what so many of these characters feel like. They're just tools to use for their abilities. Next up is Jennifer Lawrence. This is her 24th film credit, dropping her average film rating to a 56.38. It is her fourth film rate between 0 and 24, and um, worst film overall, coming in behind The Burning Plane. She has a value of 1, a score of 53.04, and is ranked 968th overall, tied with Caitlin Dever, one spot behind Michelle Pfeiffer, one spot ahead of Frank Morgan, reprising her role as Raven slash Mystique. <clears throat> Uh, Jennifer Lawrence is in this movie. Next up is Nicholas Holt. This is his 17th film credit, dropping his average film rating to a 50.71. It is his third film, rated between 0 and 24, and 15th best movie overall, coming in behind X-Men Apocalypse and ahead of Collide. He has a value of negative 1.5, a score of 43.87, and is ranked 2031st overall, one spot behind Roland Mahler, and one spot ahead of Keenan Wynn. Holt plays Beast. Uh, he is also a character in this movie. They do try to give him an emotional storyline similar to uh, Magneto's, and I again think it falls flat and unconvincing. Next is Ty Sheridan. This is his ninth film credit, dropping his average film rating to a 52 even. It is his only film rating between 0 and 24 and worst movie overall, coming in behind X-Men Apocalypse. He has a value of negative 1, a score of 41.55, and is ranked 2,342nd overall. One spot behind Nancy Allen, one spot ahead of Naomi Watts. Ty Sheridan as Cyclops. Gosh, uh, whether it's James Marsden or Ty Sheridan, I think Cyclops is the most uninteresting character in this entire franchise. I do not care one inch about him um, at any point, no matter who he's compared to. I think he's just a piece of crap for Wolverine to knock around and bully. I think his relationship with Jean Grey makes no sense because I don't find him appealing or interesting at all. His power is constantly fluctuating between how good and, and relevant it can be. I don't. I just do not like this character, and Ty Sheridan does not change that. Evan Peters is next. This is his 11th film credit, dropping his average film rating to a 48.09. It is his second film rate between 0 and 24, and worst movie overall, coming in behind The Lazarus Effect. He has a value of negative 3, a score of 37.69, and is ranked 2,865th. Overall, one spot behind Guy Tori, one spot ahead of Jake Lacey. Uh, he plays Quicksilver, the one that's still alive. Um, they they do the the slow down everything scene again here, 
uh, with a little bit of a twist because the thing he's trying to do um, is able to stop him. So, eh, whatever. There's Otto Essendo. This is his eighth film credit, dropping his average swing to a 46.88. It is his second film rated between 0 and 24 and seventh best movie overall, coming in behind Jason Bourne and ahead of Camp Hell. He has a value of negative 1.5, a score of 36 even, and is ranked 3,083rd overall. One spot behind Amber Childers. One spot ahead of Rene Rousseau. Uh, Addo Essendo plays one of those aliens that takes over Jessica Chastain's body. And, um, yeah, they don't give him anything else to do. Next up is Alexandra Ship. This is her seventh film credit, dropping her average film rating to a 45.29. It is uh, her second film rate between 0 and 24 and worst movie overall, coming in behind A Dog's Way Home. Uh, she has a value of negative 3, a score of 32.22, and is ranked 3,539th overall. One spot behind Reginald Denny and one spot ahead of Jack Betts. I like Alex- Alexandra Ship a lot. I don't know if she's the best Storm possible, but she's an okay Storm. Um, I don't like the accent, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I would I would get rid of the accent, but otherwise, Storm. You're just a storm. Next up is Brian Darcy James. This is his eighth film credit, dropping his average film rating to a 42.88. It is his second film rated between 0 and 24, and eighth and worst best movie overall. Worst best, worst movie. Uh, One spot right behind Admission. He has a value of negative 5, a score of 29.3, and is ranked 3,813th overall. One spot behind Katie Seagal. One spot ahead of Anthony Anderson. He plays the president. That's all he does. That's all they ever do. Next up is Halston Sage. This is her eighth film credit, dropping her average film rating to a 32.63. It is her third film rated between 0 and 24 and sixth best movie overall, coming in behind Before I Fall and ahead of Grown Ups 2. She has a value of negative 9, a score of 17.1, and is ranked 4,631st overall, one spot behind Norm MacDonald, one spot ahead of Damian Lewis. Halston Halston Sage plays a character titled Dazzler, who doesn't really get a line in the movie other than to sing. Kind of a a strange scene. Next up is the titular Dark Phoenix herself, Sophie Turner. This is her fourth film credit, dropping her average film rating to a 19.25. She has... This is her second film rate between 0 and 24 and third best movie overall, coming in behind X-Men Apocalypse and ahead of Another Me. She has a value of negative 6, a score of 6.83, and is ranked 4,873rd overall out of 4,940 people. She is one spot behind Sasha Gray and one spot ahead of Robin Shu. She plays the Dark Phoenix... She's definitely performing. I definitely think she's she's one of the better actors, at least giving one of the better performances in this movie. But, again, the writing is holding her back. The dialogue is not great. Um, the characterization is rushed and does not have the time to add weight and, and care to this movie. So, yeah. Not much to do. 
that's it. Those are all the actors. Those are all the performers in this film. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, no Academy Award nominations. Not going to get any. Uh, Circle Film Awards. Nope. None of those. None. Nothing. It is... Go ahead. Let's head over to the year, however. Uh, 2019, I've seen 102 films from this year with an average rating of 40.25, an average tomato meter of 61.74. This is the 18th, one of the 18 action, 119 adventure, and um, 18 science fiction films that I've seen. It is a bad film, 63rd, one of the 63 bad films. The average, the ratio of good to bad films is 0.37. It is the one of the 30 PG-13 films I've seen, and one of the 50.98% of films from this year that passed the Bechtel test with a three. Finally, I gave it a 15, which is it is one of the 45 films on my spreadsheet to have a 15 score. Some of the other ones include a film from this year, Little. Looking at last year, you have Hunter Killer, I Still See You, The Cloverfield Paradox, Action Point, uh, and going back further, uh, The Mummy, Insidious Chapter 3, Sisterhood of Night, God's Pocket, Mama, Homefront, At Any Price, The Three Musketeers, Piranha 3D, Astro Boy, Burning Plane, uh, Home on the Range, Tiptoes, Are We There Yet, American Dreams for Hire, Time Cop, and so on, and so on. So, I guess technically there's still the New Mutants, if that ever gets released, which even still does not feel like it's much inside of the x-men franchise from fox but i guess it's still out there somewhere and then we'll get a remade version of all the x-men so that's something to look forward to i again i don't like this movie i think it's pretty bad um perhaps my favorite part had nothing to do with the actual movie i mean it was tangentially related uh when uh my girlfriend there's a, I mentioned the, the crossing the street scene. Magneto raises a subway train out of the ground. And my girlfriend looked at me, or turned to me a couple seconds after that happens and goes, where did the zombie bus come from? And that is the best part, because it's, it's just like the idea of that being a zombie bus makes no sense. Uh, there were living people on it. And it came out of the ground. I uh, I laughed. It's the thing that makes me... It's the only thing I found enjoyment of, really, in the whole film. So, zombie bus. Zombie bus. Zombie bus. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening to this. Um, if you would like to find more episodes, you can find them on iTunes, a handful of places that podcasts can be found, or get over to the website circlefilm.com. You can get in touch with me on Twitter at Circle of Film, email circleoffilm at gmail.com, find me on Letterboxd at Circle of Film. Uh, you can support the show, like, rate, review it, wherever you are, or you can go over to patreon.com slash circleoffilm and become a patron for as little as eight cents an episode. Do whatever's easiest if you wish to support the show. Thank you for listening, and as always, have a week. Even as she fades from view So long, farewell, I'll be the same tonight So long, farewell, I'll be the same tonight
Menit. Menit.